When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast. Can be live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. We got the full CHGO White Sox crew. That is Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. The man in the middle is the birthday boy, Herb Lawrence. <laughs> birthday man. Grown adoration there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can follow him at Ecknerwall23. Uh, who's your favorite 45 in White Sox history? Well, he didn't play for a major league team, but when he did in that exhibition game, Michael Jordan. Awesome. I don't well, know if that counts. If you're going for one player, El Caballo. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Lee. Lee. Come on. We do love Carlos Lee on this show. Uh, I mean, no Derek Holland love? <laughs> oh, I had a conversation with Derek Holland via the bullpen sports bar glass. So he was pitching for the Tigers at the time, I believe. And we were talking about college basketball or college football. And he was like, Who's your team? He was mouthing this to me on the other side. And I was like, Illini. He was like, Illini, garbage. I was like, basketball, not football. And so we kind of had this back and forth. He was cool. He's a really funny guy. Like, I didn't like him when he was a White Sox because he wasn't that good. But as far as a conversation, Derek Holland was really good. Dutch Oven. That was his nickname. Sean, I've got a couple shout-outs to give because I want to thank all the, all the Sox fans who are always stopping me and saying hi when I'm around the city. So and we, I had a couple of them in the last few days. Oh, wow. So wanted to give star. out some wanted to give some shout outs. Uh, ran into Naya from Kansas City uh, okay. when we were at the brewery on uh, Saturday night. So uh, wanted to say uh, hi to her. She watches our show and listens all the time. So hello, Naya. Hi, Naya. And then j- walking into the uh, studio today, saw Mike on the street. He was Mike. coming out of the bagel place outside, and he said hi. So hi to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Hello, Mike. I hope and we Naya. Got a- a good bagel. Mike from Mike from Humboldt Park, by the okay. way. Okay. Yeah. Did you know his, his order? No. Okay. A bagel. A bagel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do. I, I do, scooped at, bagel. No. 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 At that at that place, <laughs> I, I you know I, I like a sandwich there. So you know I you know I hope Mike had a good lunch. Uh, you know, so it was late in the afternoon. Yeah. Shout out to Mike and Naya. There you go. Um, we got Tim Anderson talk. Vinny wrote about it on the website. Uh, we had that news break or reported, uh, on Saturday that the White Sox will be declining Tim Anderson's option for 2024. So he is going to be a free agent in T minus 20 minutes. Uh, free agency opens at 4 PM central. So we'll see if anything happens. And it might not. As we, as, as we were talking about before the show, this is not your NBA, not your NFL. It's not going to just be a barrage of, of reports from uh, passing and the and the bunch, you know, uh, flooding your timelines. Uh, I said, I said something might happen right away at four o'clock, and that'd be fun to talk about, or maybe in a week, maybe for <laughs> yes. two months from now. Uh, yeah, I mean, when does uh, when does uh, spring training start? I think it's the twenty fourth, middle of February. Uh, yeah, mid February. Yeah, okay. So, and then uh, you know, it, what I mean, that's probably about. Four months of uh, potential. I mean, Elvis Andrews signed day of. Uh, you never know what can happen in the, baseball. The aptly named spring training starting in the the heart of spring, mid February. <laughs> and it is. I mean, it's kind of spring in those states, Arizona and Florida. Oh, which, sure, they they experience some spring. Yeah, yeah. Here's a segue, which you'll be in tomorrow. Uh, Vinny's going to be at the GM meetings tomorrow. We're going to be shifting our show around tomorrow uh, to uh, you know. Make sure that we can fit in the Chris Guest gets content. I've got to wake up in like twelve hours. Yeah, that's not Ooh, fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not jealous. Yeah. The worst part, you got to go to sleep. How do you go to sleep at a place or a time that you're usually not used to? You just don't, and only get like four hours of sleep. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> um, hey, uh, can you sleep on the plane at least? Nope. Oh man. I, I think inability. My legs are too long. It's too uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, PH and X is uh, dispensaries. I mean, just get a couple edibles and you'll sleep very, very well. Um, 
Well, that doesn't or, help me for tomorrow. Use, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, Vinny's going to be at the GM meetings tomorrow, so we're going to be shifting around the uh, show to make sure that we get the Chris Getz content from tomorrow into the show. Um, so just make sure you're uh, following at CHGO underscore White Sox uh, for any news relating tomorrow's showtime. But Vinny will be down in Phoenix along with Ryan Herrera for the Cubs beat. Um, so we got you covered at CHGO Sports uh, for the entire city, especially with the big move the Cubs made uh, today with Craig Council. Uh, we're not going to talk about it, but it feels like you got something to say. No, it was just wild, man. It was just out of, completely out of nowhere. Uh, big doings going on over there in the NL Central. Yeah, we got a lot of White Sox stuff to we talk do. about we today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tim Anderson. Uh, Mike Clevenger declined his option, so uh, we are uh, now going to have uh, the White Sox free up with Liam Hendricks' option being declined 34 and a half million dollars. We'll see if they actually use that. Uh, and then we'll open up the Mailbag Monday. Our CHGO diehards gave us a lot of great questions. So we will jump into that. Uh, let's go. TA, uh, declining the option. Uh, we got that news Saturday. What was the initial reaction? I mean, listen, we've been talking about it for a long time now, yes. you know, several months with, with the way the Sox season went. We knew that this decision was looming. And uh, I think at the end of the day, it still does count as a bit of a surprise. Um, we're going to find out a lot more tomorrow when we talk, when I talk to Chris Getz about exactly what direction they're going in. But I always held that if they were to move on from Tim Anderson – it would point to more of a rebuildy feeling than had they kept him. Mm -hmm. I, I still think that if the idea was they wanted to compete in 2024, Tim Anderson would have given them a better chance to do so than the alternative. And they have uh, decided not to take that bet, not to make that bet for $14 million that a bounce back season was in the cards for Tim Anderson. Some other teams going to for a much less uh, costly amount of money, you yeah. would imagine. But it is uh, it is still counts as surprising given that you know a very short while ago this guy was the face of the franchise yes. he was the embodiment of everything that this team seemed to be about remember change the game you know all of this all of yeah. this having fun watching them in tw in that 2020 season and yucking it up and hearing them yelling from the dugout and obviously the bat flip and the field of dreams game I mean this guy was the face of the team and uh I think that it still goes to show that Sox fans you want to change when, when Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams were fired, you wanted change, and I know a lot of you thought you did not get it in Chris Getz, but Chris Getz has brought in a bunch of folks from the outside to, to be part of his front office. He has uh, gotten rid of four members of Pedro Grafold's coaching staff, including a couple of really long-tenured guys in Daryl Boston and Kurt Hasler, and now he's gone and moved on not only from – Liam Hendricks, who was a face of this team in his own right, but Tim Anderson, who was the face of this team, they are going in a different direction. There's no doubt about it. We might not know exactly what that direction is as we sit here right now. We might by this time or a little more than 24 hours from now, but um, I still think that it is jarring to have a White Sox team that doesn't have Tim Anderson on it. And I feel the same, Vinny. Uh, it was a surprise that that news came down on Saturday that Tim was no longer going to be a White Sox. I mean, theoretically, the White Sox could re-sign him. Um, he is a free agent now. But as Vinny said, the scarf we have in front, it says change the game. That's because of this moment right here on the bobblehead right in front of me with Tim Anderson throwing the bat against both the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers. Like, he was the face of the White Sox and what he did in the community was well received. All those things that we thought about Tim Anderson, that was just last year where he was the all-star starting shortstop. Starting second baseman for the World Baseball Classic this year. And now he's persona non grata. And I understand if you're just in a vacuum looking at Tim Anderson's 2023, and you're like, nah, $14 million for that guy? No, sir. But you got to, I think, you have to factor in the whole, the whole picture of Tim Anderson where majority of the years that he played for the White Sox, he was batting over 300, getting on base, being the fuel for the offense of the White Sox. And as we said, he, as Tim goes, the offense goes, and that was no uh, more evident than this year. He was hella bad, and that team was hella bad. And so, yeah, I get why the White Sox did it. Don't. I'm not going to act like they didn't have a good reason. They had an awesome reason to do it. But there's an old adage that says you don't quit a job until you got a job. And who's replacing Tim? 
We saw the options for free agency. Terrible. We saw that the White Sox really don't have a lot of prospects to go and get a replacement for Tim Anderson. And Colson Montgomery, in my eyes, is still a year plus away from Major League Baseball. And so I don't understand the move as moving forward to 2024, as we said, Vinny, and I think Sean too. $14 million for a shortstop that gives you what Tim usually gives you is a cheap bargain. It's a bargain. Like, if you look at the shortstop list, it's all the top guys that signed last year and a couple others, and then it's a fall-off, and it's like Tim Anderson at $14 million, and then a bunch of other also ran. So the position is a premium position for a reason. Is Tim on that top list? No. Is he even at his best in that second list? Maybe. But – now that he's gone, who are we going to put in there that's going to give you the production that you were counting on for Tim Anderson in 2023? Maybe the 2020-2021 Tim Anderson comes back in 2024? That's what I was expecting, but, you know, the White Sox didn't want to roll dice on that, and they just let him go for no compensation at all, which is kind of boggling the mind for me because there's got to be a team that wanted Tim Anderson enough to at least send you a, a lottery ticket minor leaguer but I guess the White Sox did not want that and it speaks a lot more to maybe what they felt he was in the clubhouse than what the player he were getting next year I mean is this health related I mean how, how big of an issue is that I mean we we don't know the medicals the White Sox do is this stemming from Tim not really ever pushing over 125 games in a season because he really hasn't been consistently on the field like you would want I mean I know the Cubs just paid a ton for Dansby Swanson he usually plays 160 plus games each and every year I mean it does does that factor into it where you know we're at least going to be getting a worse player, but maybe we'll get a player that will be there each and every day. I know, obviously, health is nothing that he can control, and it's not like he's out of shape or anything, but I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure out if it's if it's boggling, bottling, whatever the phrase is. Bog- boggling. That yeah. one. Uh, if like the game. If it's yeah. boggling <laughs> uh, Herb's mind, like, why did they do it? I mean, I I honestly go back to what are they building toward? And, and if they're building toward 2025 and Tim Anderson in 2024 doesn't do anything for you in 2025, mm-hmm. then there's, that strikes as a reason. Colson Montgomery is no joke of a prospect. This is not, oh, we got a guy down there who might. This is, he's not Lenin Sosa is what I'm saying. He's not a guy who might be able to do the job. He is one of the highest rated prospects in baseball. And I think it wouldn't be shocking to see him here sometime next year yeah. i don't think he's not going to be here on opening day shouldn't be but he but i think to see him here sometime next year to pencil him into the opening day lineup for 2025 is not outrageous and if the idea is you're going to save thir- 13 million dollars in order to prepare yourself for 2025 and you've already got shortstop spoken for in your top rated prospect in the system the guy who's going out and putting on a bit of a show out there in arizona the last couple of days or, I mean, okay, right? I mean, I guess that's why. I guess that's why. That's the best guess I can give you as to why they did it. We'll find out more again tomorrow. But um, to me, that is, you know, it's noteworthy that the plan would not include trying to do something in terms of competing for the AL Central title in 2024. Doesn't preclude them from making moves that can benefit them in both 24 and 25, but it might preclude them from making moves that only benefit them in 24. And Tim Anderson might have been a move that only benefited them in 2024. Yep. And I would be down for a rebuild. And as you said, Vinny, I think this probably seems more like a rebuild with all the players that they've let go and all the pieces they have to fit in. We were talking 13. Now it's no Liam. Now it's no McClevenger. Now it's no Tim, which was a big surprise. They have up the middle. They have their catchers. is not going to be a person yet. There's a two, three starting pitchers. The both of the positions at uh, up the middle, the infield, like they don't have all those players and right field it, and right field, like and they, closer, like, like all those things, like hey, Groot, like it would be much is better it, if they healthy? would just say, you know what, guys, I know what we said in that August meeting, we're going for a rebuild. We need a rebuild. That would be much better for our squad. I don't think White Sox fans will be down for that, but that's why I was confused about the Tim move because it doesn't. 
it's not the same as what they said that they're trying to compete in 2024 unless well, they, they just think that Tim Anderson is washed but they haven't and said terrible. That but Chris Katz hasn't said that. But well, didn't but, Jerry say it like yeah. quickly? He's like, he wants to do this quickly and compete? I got you. One of the things I owe the fans is to get better as fast as we possibly, uh, as fast as we can possibly get oh my god i don't know how to read one of the things i owe the fans is to get better as fast as we can possibly get better speed is of the essence i don't want this to be a long-term proposition what if as fast as they can possibly get better is 2025 right i mean look at the roster and tell me i mean the only way they get better in 2024 is by literally going out and signing and or trading for 15 new players yes that would seem unrealistic, even if you're a team that spends $200 million a year, right? Correct. Read the per- projected uh, lineup of uh, nope. Benintendi in left field, Ugh. Vaughn at first base, mm. Robert Jr. in center field, Moncada at third base, Ugh. Jimenez at DH, Colas mm. in right field, Sosa at second base, Romy at shortstop, Corey Lee at catcher, Carlos Perez backup catcher, Gavin Sheets on the bench, Zach Remillard on the bench, Adam Hazley, Purple Hazley on the bench, Cease, Kopech, Toussaint, Schultens, Nistrini are your rotation. That team's losing 115 games. Santos, Crochet, Bummer, Patino, Banks, Davey Garcia, Sammy Peralta, and Jimmy Lambert is your bullpen. Your 2024 Chicago White Sox. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll... They just freed up $34.5 million. Hopefully all of that money goes into paying a lot of the players uh, that are at least major league level. Because the players that I just read off, oh yeah, I mean, there's probably about, what, 13 that aren't major league level. I mean, it's, Out of 26? It's, it's that's, ugly. It's bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's if, if, if Gavin Sheets does play yes. again next year, it's, it's written in stone that the White Sox will lose 100 games. Um, I don't know. Just you're pitting that all on Gavin Sheets? Him, but yes, I guess yes, I am. Wow. <laughs> Gavin Sheets Gavin watching Sheets that has nothing to do pl- with that pitching if, rotation. If Gavin Sheets <laughs> is a part of your 26 best men, you're just not playing baseball. Gavin Sheets is just not you're playing the wrong this, sport. Or let's just like, oh, man, CSU White Sox. Let me see. He should be at the gym. Oh, hell no. What the hell, Sean? Me? Just me? Oh, man. God damn, it all on Gavin Sheets. We, we have gone through the heart and chase and shadow and all oh, that yeah. stuff. He His numbers were just offensive. Oh, yeah, he's bad. I, I don't need to see this. Uh, anyways, uh, just, we you're do telling it. me Gavin Sheets is to blame if, like, Davey Garcia is part of the roster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of people watching. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Uh, we got a lot of names popping up. Uh, shout out to Months Behind, uh, who said, I just got my CHGO shirts. Thank you. Uh, I see uh, Shulo in the chat as well. We're going to get to some mailbag questions from our uh, great diehards. And I saw Jared uh, with the TA news uh, cracked open some Field of Dreams whiskey as well uh, to celebrate at least uh, TA's uh, memorable moment in, in, the, in uh, 2021. What's the most memorable moment? Is it the Brad Keller stick talk moment? Is it the Field of Dreams moment? Um, I think it's the Field of Dreams moment because that was national. It pretty much propelled his name into the national spotlight like no other because of everybody was watching that game because of the the newness of it and the Yankees being on the other side. And that was a thrilling game where Liam gave up the gave up the lead early in the ninth, and then Tim just walks him out. And that was just so great. His celebration uh, was just awesome. I, God. Just so many great moments from Tim Anderson, and I that's why I'm kind of mad because it's he was an all star starter last year in 2022, and now, like, how fast some White Sox fans have turned from him to me seems like very bad. Like, you gotta have some type of like built up like fandom for him because of all the good moments he brought to the table and I understand this year was just whole hell of bad that you could not like what he did this year but still like the player that's how I feel about Tim Anderson that he has built up way too much equity with us to just say good riddance after he gets his uh, team option declined and that's how I feel but I'm not gonna tell let me say it. I'm not gonna tell you out of fan if you don't like if you feel good about Tim Anderson not being on the White Sox be yourself, man. That's all on you. Yeah, I think I think Field of Dreams is far and away the best moment for Tim Anderson in Major League Baseball. But I think White Sox fans, it should be it's it's got to be that because I think that's when Tim Anderson became Tim Anderson for White Sox fans. And even if the rest of the game wasn't paying attention, which they were, by the way, for a little bit, because that's what 
I mean, you know, you want to talk, remember the kid, the kids can play campaign and, you know, the whole, everybody's got to have some more fun now. And uh, Tim Anderson was the center of that storm Mm -hmm. and, and, and he, he welcomed it because he wanted to see the game be different. Um, And I think, I think that, that day against the Royals, an afternoon game in May, if memory serves, uh, is what, uh, is what made him Tim Anderson. But then you talk about that field of dreams game in that moment. I mean, that's like. That's like, yeah, I don't know if you can put moments in Cooperstown, but the video of that is going to play in Cooperstown. The I'm jersey being has to be 100% there. serious. The video of that is going to play in Cooperstown, and, and it absolutely deserves to. Because, I mean, you talked about, we talked about it last week, the ratings for the World Series. Was there a moment from this World Series? Granted, I believe game one ended in a walk-off home run. But, uh, you know, a moment from this World Series where the entirety of baseball, their jaw dropped watching it. I can tell you that the Field of Dreams, that was the case. I might advocate for Stick Talk, too, just because he made the bat flip point, uh, talking point so nauseating. Like, his, his actual future manager of Team USA stood on a soapbox because Literally. he was Where so... Where does one even purchase a soapbox these days? <laughs> oh, they have a, a, what is it called, a, 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 a prop crew gotcha. over at, at MLB Network. Where are they, in Piscataway, New Jersey? Who cares? Um, but <laughs> That's where Rutgers is. Oh, that, that's why that came to the I think they might be in Secaucus. Secaucus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, his future Team USA manager standing on a soapbox, like defending the sanctity of the game because he, he, he flipped his bat off Brad Keller. And then four years later... Who's the who's the one that's in the right? You right. Know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, and now and you've got that same guy saying, "Oh, I love him. He's great. This is awesome." I mean, he. If you want to talk about the evolution of of baseball. Tim Anderson had played a big role in that and, and continues to. I mean, he's he's not he's not retiring. He's just not on the White Sox anymore. It's so sad that this 31-year-old's <laughs> life is now over. Um, <laughs> uh, is there going to be a reunion? I mean, we, we brought up the idea of him playing second base throughout the year. He played second base at World Baseball Classic. I don't know why that makes him more appealing. I mean, the shortstop market sucks. I mean, Tim Anderson for a one-year deal sounds fine. So, I mean, it really seems like they – they want to be worse. It does really seem like a choice that if there is no reunion, it's either, Tim, you don't think that, we think that you're going to get paid a lot less, right? Like market value for one war season is $8 million. Tim just got declined for 14. Do they think that there's a spot where they end up getting a, even more of a discount on Tim Anderson, where they only pay 12 million for his services? Like, I don't know what the budget's like. I don't know what try, they're trying to pull here. It is an odd uh, move to pull to get rid of Tim Anderson. Like, I don't see a reunion because I think some team is going to see the potential of Tim Anderson bouncing back. Like, the Dodgers have a huge payroll. They don't care at what point their their payroll gets to. They're not going to take a shot at him playing shortstop because the idea of Gavin Lux or Ahmed Rosario right there is kind of up in the air. Like, yeah. it, it, it seems like his services are going to be picked up by some other team. I mean, they took a flyer on Jason Hayward and see what happened this past year. Jason Hayward rebuilt his free agent uh, equity right there, and he's now in you know in demand more than he was with his Cubs days. But, yeah, I could see somebody picking him up, and I don't see the White Sox being one of those teams, not because the White Sox wouldn't be interested. I think Tim, as we discussed in this show, takes things personally. Any slight perceived or real is like, okay, you're the enemy now. You're the guy that I don't want to be on my team. And now that you guys don't pick my $14 million up, I appreciate the million. Appreciate that million for me to walk away. But I'm going to show you guys because all major league teams play all major league teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Tim found his way to a AL Central team to where he can just be terrorizing the White Sox 12 times a year. But, yeah, T- Tim's not going to sign with the White Sox, even if it's – last day or first day of the spring training and he needs to still get a team I think he'll rather sit out than go to back to the White Sox because he's that guy which I have no problem with and I haven't seen any cryptic tweets yet so I'm I'm surprised I'm very surprised that Tim hasn't sent out anything like oh y'all doubt me <laughs> dot 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 I'll go check his Instagram that's way le- that's the, he, that's nowhere near cryptic enough for yeah. him but um I would be absolutely shocked if Tim Anderson is not the everyday shortstop for a major league baseball team next year absolutely shocked he is there there are not 30 shortstops better than tim anderson in major league baseball there are teams out there with needs at shortstop that will sign him to a deal 
it'll be less than what he would have made with the option that he will get a job and i don't believe he will have very much difficulty finding one um Real quick, look at Herb uh, on his Instagram. T.A. posted, if my time in Chicago is over, I want to thank Mr. Reinsdorf and the entire White Sox organization for the opportunity to start my career and play eight years as your shortstop. I wish my team's great success going forward. To the fans, I want to extend my heartfelt thanks for your unwavering support throughout my time here. A part of me will always be a South Sider, signed Tim Anderson. I don't think messages like that. I don't think things like uh, the thank you, Tim, video that the White Sox sent out. I don't think those things get sent out if it's like, oh, let's let's work something out here in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to just try to save a little money kind of thing. You know, when I see those kinds of things, I, I it, it smacks of finality. Obviously, nothing's ever over in a business like this, as we know. But um, I would be very uh, I'd be very surprised if he came back to the White Sox for 2024. I, I, I don't see that happening, mostly because. This is the biggest move they've made yet, but they really seem to be moving in a different direction here. I mean, Chris Getz seems to be trying to do something different and and something new, go elsewhere. Um, I I think it's very important to talk about, I mean, we've thrown the word rebuild around here today. They're not going to go do the same thing that Rick Hahn just did in terms of strategy i don't mean outcome i'm just saying in terms of strategy they're not going to say all right we're going to you know that we got a six-year plan and we're going to be good at the end of it i mean i think that even if you want to call it a rebuild the goal is going to be to be competitive in 25 you know what i mean like and you can call that a rebuild you you just said sean you said they're trying to be worse next year I don't think it's an. F- I don't think it's a thing of trying to be worse. The whole goal is not get one good draft pick. You know what I mean? I think the idea is just they would sacrifice, for lack of a better term, moves. You know, moves that would benefit them only for this year. They are sacrificing making and uh, pushing all the chips in for twenty four. If it means that pushing the chips in for twenty five gets them a little bit further than it would have had they done it right now. I guess it feels the opposite of two steps forward and one step back, though. It's like two steps backwards, one step forward. Like They're it hoping just, it's one step back, like a million steps forward. Yeah, but, right. But it's yeah. just, it, it, it just seems like uh, what, like when you're when you're in, when you're in those like uh, Chinese finger traps, like the more you struggle, like the, the, the harder it is gets, to pull yeah. it out. Right. Like it just seems like you're really just kind of like we got to get all the money freed up. I don't. I don't know. Like but what I mean, they're doing. Like, like what's what is the that explanation the goal? tomorrow is going to be? I'm looking right. forward to it so I'm, much. I'm interested to hear from Chris. Chris gets that. Now I'm expecting him to be not evasive, but just give you generic type of platitudes. Ah, oh, we wished him well. We just didn't see a fit. X, et cetera, et cetera. He's not going to give his plan up for what he's going to be doing this offseason. But I would like some type of explanation tomorrow to say why tim isn't coming back is it the money is it the bad season is it the combination of all things considered and are we doing a rebuild if we're doing a rebuild i think everybody is fine with that if 2024 is the year that you're talking about where they're just taking a slight step back and then gonna be pushing some of this 34 million that they have available now for 2025, when they get Colson up here, when Luis is still here, maybe you're going to have no Yoan, so you have more money f- freed up. I'll not like it because I got to live through 2024, but I would understand it. That would make more sense to me than, you know, him coming up there. It's like, yeah, we're going to go and try to compete in 2024 without a player that might have helped us out in 2024. Because, like I said, people think that t- Tim is the guy that showed up in 2023. I don't truly believe that if you think that tim is the worst baseball player in baseball then i got something else to sell you guys because that is not true what we saw this year was the anomaly the five out of eight years was the real tim anderson and i believe that guy some portion of that guy will be on somebody else's team so them not believing it is their prerogative to do it but i would like some type of explanation to white Sox fans for all this guy has done for us we just don't get a a press release that tim's not here anymore but and tomorrow we'll get probably some closure on that and i hope we do i i think too though you just look at like herb even if the even if the folks who who think that ta is maybe a little closer to 2023 than he was 2021 or whatever you got to meet it in the middle somewhere, right? The guy might not win another batting title, but tell me right now, 
who they're going to go get for 2024 that is better than Tim Anderson at shortstop. That gives the White Sox a better chance to win a division championship, let's say, next year than T.A. All I, I said, mean, we've been over the free agent list. It is, it is. I mean, Tim Anderson is the king of that free agent list all of a sudden right now. I mean, there's, there is nobody to just go out and give money to and say they're in a much better position than they were two days ago. The only guy I saw on the list that was kind of all right, meh, for the move would be Ahmed Rosario, but he didn't play defense well at all this year, and he's never been able to hit. So that, to me, would be a mistake. The only thing on his side, I think he's only 27, 28, so he's young enough to get better, but that list is not good. It's not good for anybody who's looking for a a big-time shortstop to move forward. All the rest of them, guys, are really long in the tooth and or bad. Yeah, he crushed lefties, so, I mean, at least Rosario does something well. Uh, His his left-handed versus right-handed split was like 100 points higher. So there's something. I mean, I, I don't know. He, he defense be, was really bad this year. He'd be cheaper, uh, which is, I, I feel like, the most important thing right now, especially with the attendance that we saw, the, the dip in attendance that the White Sox saw in 2023. I would just assume that this is budget-related. We don't have factual answers yet because we haven't heard from Chris Getz on what the actual plan is. So we'll see. Uh, we got some Super Chats. We got a mailbag to open. Uh, we got breaks to take so let's go to uh the breaks then we'll get into the super chats and then we'll get into the mailbag monday want to let you know about our friends over at circa sportsbook games on circa will strive to be a minus 110 on the circa sports menu unlike other sports books which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split uh those type mi- those type money line splits are best for you the sports better so if you are making any bet if you have a feeling that x is going to hit you want to be going to Circa Sports because you will be getting the most money off of that prop. Circa wants you to compare lines from each sports books too to make sure that you are getting the best uh, line possible. That if you are making a bet that Circa can show you that they have the best lines available. It's the world's largest sports book and also Circus customer service. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brands who resolve issues in a timely fashion unlike other books who use chat box Bots, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois app. That's circusports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. There is a Circa event, I guess two of them, on Thursday. We got the uh, tailgate mm-hmm. that is happening outside of soldier field uh, so go to allchgo.com slash events for info on that but if you aren't going to the tailgate uh i believe it's joe's on wheat street they're having a watch party for chgo bears and a guy named brian urlacher I've will be there yeah i mean some people have heard of the name brian urlacher former chicago bear uh he's going to be out there with circa uh so make sure you're heading over to allchgo.com and checking out the event page uh for the upcoming circa events if you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537 uh, and text GMB 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Midtown Athletic Club, our brand new friends at Midtown Athletic Club. They have four Chicagoland locations. There's uh, Palatine in the northwest suburbs. There's Bancockburg. Bannockburn. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. I didn't practice that one. Can you say it again? Bannockburn. <laughs> Bannockburn. <laughs> Bannockburn. Know your suburb, Sean. Come on. In the North Shore. I'm a Southsider. Uh, Willowbrook in the Southwest suburbs and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel oh, in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln That's Park. right over in my neck of the woods. Yeah. It is yeah. beautiful. I mean, it is. It's a sprawling complex is what it is. It literally is. Yes. Right there on Elston, uh, right over by uh, the Fresh Time. Uh, I walk I walk by the uh, pickleball courts there uh, coming down Damon uh, all the time. And it's, it's on both sides of the street, right? I think it's on both sides of Elston. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is a massive facility. Um, Midtown Pat Palatine has just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. It is a ultra premium brand. Uh, Midtown is the nicest fitness club that uh, they've ever been to. Uh, that's some of these statements from customers. That would make sense. I shouldn't. 
that made no sense with context. Uh, but some of the statements from their customers saying uh, Midtown is the nicest fitness club uh, they've ever been to. Uh, they've been some to really some nice gyms around Chicago. Midtown is truly next level. And another one, there is something to do for every uh, for the entire family. Child care is included with the family membership. Wow. Uh, there's a ton of cool features, um, like Vinny mentioned, the pickleball courts. Uh, there's an amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, the super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities, and a ton of things besides just a gym. It's a collection of a boutique fitness studios with more than a thousand, a hundred classes per week included with membership. It's not just gym quality. These spaces are boutique quality. So head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. And uh, I'm very excited to take a tour of the, 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 uh, mid, the one in Bucktown. Because, uh, again, like I just I drive past it all the time and it seems just very cool. You're not going up to the Bannockburn location? I don't think I could type that one into my, my, my phone. You certainly couldn't uh, do the voice command. No, uh, I could not. I, I think I'll let you guys try to handle a Bannock. Ban- I've never heard of that before. It's a suburb. Here. Where is it behind? I don't know where it's from or where it is, but apparently North Shore. It's so, on the North Shore. So it's by Wilmette or Lake all, County, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, really well to do, folks, there in Bannockburn. <laughs> Let's go to uh, the Super Chats. Uh, first one was from Kevin Bryant, uh, who I think uh, Zach Levine is reading a book in his profile picture. Uh, thank you for the $5 Super Chat, Kevin. Uh, Jerry said he wants to win now. Does that mean they are going all in with a Steve Cohen approach? <laughs> <laughs> or will they just glorify internal options? They're not going Steve Cohen. He what? He was... Say what? The, I believe the only person that voted against his inclusion into the Major League Baseball uh, or mm-hmm. owners uh, fraternity. What about John Daniels? Will he go a John Daniels route? No. Oh, okay. And he won't be doing Peter Seidler either. But I don't know where they're going. I. It's going to be a mystery until we hear something maybe tomorrow. I doubt that Chris is going to give up all the game tomorrow. But I don't know. Maybe they're – I don't – I'm just trying to I'm flummoxed by the move to get rid of Tim because there's no ready-made replacement for him. But if Jerry believes in this and Chris Getz, who is moving a lot of pieces around, which he didn't like for the old regime, he has a plan, hopefully, to replace Tim with something that's either cheaper and or better than what Tim is. And I don't know if they're going to be trying to compete in 2024 because the moves they've made so far – don't seem as if and there's not a lot of good free agents available to make that move to 2024 top of the AL Central type of uh, competing the starting shortstop for the next trying to contend White Sox team will be Colson Montgomery the starting shortstop for opening day 2024 I have absolutely no idea who it's going to be right and why not just make it Tim Anderson for a year because he, he because that, had him. No, you're you're right. You're thank right. You. But know. thank you. But you're you're the guy who wants to see him uh, spend the money. Now they've got thirteen more million dollars to spend that yeah. they didn't have before. And it must be one hell of a plan that Chris Getz has to to go spend we'll that thirty four and a half million dollars. And again, I am sure that they will make a a huge giant splash, and that budget will be so huge uh, it will be approaching one hundred and eighty and one hundred eighty five million dollars, without a doubt, for sure, no doubt. Sitting here, November sixth, do you believe that that thirty four million dollars freed up will be effectively used for the twenty twenty four team? I believe Elvis Andrews and Whit Merrifield will be the second base and shortstop combo God. for this team. Here's a question um, for you, Sean. Well, we got more super chats. Oh, like, what, what, super chats. Uh, 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 What's the, the question? I was going to ask you, do you think that if I told you, you get Tim, An- you bring Tim, Tim Anderson back for 2024, he's not going to be back in 2025, and the team does not is not good enough to win the AL Central in 2024, what is the point of having Tim Anderson? To trade him, to get prospects. Sure, sure, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to be respectable, because it really does seem like the plan outside of having Tim Anderson at shortstop is to be horrible again, to have a hundred losses. I mean, they well, what no. major leaguer will, can they go sign? Yeah, right. I a don't know. <laughs> They're all bad. Elvis Andrews. Yes. He's been a major leaguer for fifteen years. Come on down. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what their plan is. So it must be one hell of a plan that Chris gets sold Jerry well, Reinsworth. Let's on. say let's say I tell you this is not me reporting anything. I'm just saying. Let's say I told you the plan was for them to be good in 2025. 
That's Shouldn't they be going out in this offseason and making moves that benefit them for 2025? How Thank does this you. benefit them? Thank though? you. No, no, he's not he, saying that. He's no, saying, no, like, like, how do we do this in 2023 to make the 2025 team good? You would do it this year, too. You, oh, yeah. yeah no, we, They're going to make moves up. this offseason that will be moves that make that probably set them up to be better for 2025. But it could still be that they only have half of a team for 2024. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like I don't know. I it seems like you see. A, it seems like you see. A, 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 they said in Rookie of the Year, we don't have a boat. We have a, a a piece of wood in a vague shape of a boat. And it's like we don't have a baseball team. We have a, a the vague shape of a baseball team. And maybe by twenty twenty five, we'll have the engine from a lawnmower. Um, more uh, super chats. Uh, Connor Smith. The super chats are pouring in. Yes, today. they are. Thank and we guys. haven't gotten to Mailbag Monday. And we have like, what time did we start? 3.30? 3.30. We got 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Uh, 20 minutes. Gotta hustle. We have 20 minutes. Connor yeah. Smith. Uh, TA career, uh, 422 slugging, uh, 735 OPS. Uribe with the Sox. Yes. Uh, 431 slugging, 724 OPS. Where's Juan Uribe Jr.? He's in the, the, He's in the system. He's in the, the system. Probably not hey. being good. Hey, no, we got to hype him up. Oh, uh, you got a thumbs down yeah. for Juan Uribe Jr. Hit the thumbs Sorry. up. <laughs> rude of you. Uh, Steven Gautrit uh, with the very nice uh, $15 super chat. Uh, round of beers for TA, uh, my favorite White Sox, and uh, happy birthday, Herb. Thank you, Steven. I, I think that, <laughs> I mean, again, I've brought up that Tim meant a lot to me because you were you always said it's weird to wear the name of a, another person's name on, on like, That's if you were just wearing for me. Jersey. That's my dumbass rules. Right, you, you know, but it, it was cool for me because I get to see... Anderson. That was my last name. So that ah, uh, you're wearing your own name, right? Name. I mean, imagine if there was a Duber on the White Sox. That'd be wild. You'd be in awe. Um, um, it, would de- it would defy everything I know about the uh, athleticism of my family. <laughs> you wanted to know the stats for Juan Uribe Jr. No, I didn't say that. He's in, he's in the Dominican Summer League, and he's hitting one. Well, he was 131, 384, 180 for a 560 OPS. Yeah, 384 OBP? He did. He got on base. Okay. He got hey. on base plenty. He didn't do anything maybe, with it before. And maybe he's just not swinging. Maybe that's maybe that's his goal. It's just this. Uh, 31 strikeouts, 24 walks. Um, and then final super chat uh, from our guy Chris Pennett, who we have to have on the show again. Uh, $5 super chat. It must be a brilliant plan. Fantastic plan. Uh, like, just so good it can't be understood by the everyday person. Ron Hextall knows. Uh, I, I think it's very similar to with – I don't get the Ron Hextall reference. I just know that he was a hockey goalie. Um, but uh, it's like uh, with Pedro Grafol last year when you guys were like, why is Andrew Benatendi batting third in spring training? He's like, oh, I have my reasons. Can we can we batteries. can we learn them? Why do you have any? Th- what secret information are you guarding that Andrew Benatendi is your third hitter? I, I I don't understand this organization most of the time, and most of its leadership is baffling. So it continues to be baffling. Hey, we'll find out tomorrow, and if we don't, then your baffle your befuddlement can remain. Uh, free agency has opened, and uh, I I don't think the White Sox have signed anybody. Did I, anyone I, sign anybody? Uh, Jeff Passan has a tweet, uh, full list of players to receive the qualifying offer. Uh, Shohei Otani, do you think he'll accept? I don't think he oh, will accept. Okay. Uh, Otani, Nolov, Snell, Bellinger, Hayter, Chapman, and Sonny Gray, players who didn't. Teoscar Hernandez, Jorge Soler, Reese Hoskins, and Mitch Garver. Um Rex, Ron Hextall did once score a goal, so did Martin Bordeaux. Um, let's go into the Monday mailbag. Uh, shout out to our CHGO diehards. If you do want to become a diehard, head over to allchgo.com. Check out the diehard program. Level up your fandom. You get that nice box uh, in front of Herb. You get a t-shirt when you sign up. A nice sticker package. A physical diehard membership card and access to our CHGO Discord. You can carry it around in your wallet. Yay. Friends asked us. Yay. Oh, and a shout out to Sarah, who's producing the show. Yay! Um, Chris is following up saying, Hextall got the Penguins job and told ownership his plan for the team was so complex he couldn't put it in writing for them. It was all in his head. <laughs> Happy birthday, Herb. Shout out, y'all boys. Uh, uh, apparently, it didn't work out. Hey, it, it, it got him. It was like, hey, draft Sidney Crosby. Got him a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ron Hextall was... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Netminder for the flyer. Yeah, I'm not talking about Ron Hextall here. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, the Mailbag Monday. Uh, let's start off with uh, Alex Rude's question because it's a departure from baseball. How many fourth graders do you think each of you realistically could fight at once? Fourth grader. Like, I have to fight these fourth graders. I don't want to yep. actually go out and fight fourth graders. No one's saying you do. Fourth graders are seven, eight, nine. How are they? Mm. 
nine oh. years old. I would say oh. like yeah, eight, nine. So like oh, what? Ten, nine, and ten. Uh, yeah, nine and ten. Yeah. What is that? Over a hundred? Over a hundred pounds? Like yeah. And defeat them? Probably like seven of them. Okay. Damn. Seven. 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 Do you realize how many kids that is in one little? Seven. They're this tall. I'm like, get yeah. away from. Me. I just. I Herb has doing no like, concept. Know. What about biting? Yeah, they could whatsoever. start biting you and yeah. scratching you. I, I said twenty-one. That's what? way too many. You are both 21? insane. No. That is just ridiculous. They will Seven eat is you. not that okay. many. Because if they're all surrounding me, they're it not that smart. Many. You guys don't know what you're doing. I'm a grown man they of 45. You're great education. You're not like in a John I Rambo situation where you're like hiding in the trees. They're you're literally in a you know the a boxing ring I with kicked, them. I kicked the first one to let them know that I ain't playing around, and all the rest of the six I'm like, hey, that's her about. I babysit that's like good. six year olds, and they're strong. They're stronger than you think. And also, twenty one. No, you you only have two arms. Yeah, <laughs> and I have two legs. That's that covers four people that you could keep at bay. You don't understand how I can use my body. <laughs> sorry, sorry, fourth graders, you're yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, Alex did tell me that. Those are horrible answers by the both. What of do you, you say? I Two? couldn't. F- I can't fight anybody. I'd say zero. Okay. Yeah. One seventh grader or one fourth, fourth grader, grader coming up. You like? They'd figure out a way. <laughs> They're not, they have a fourth grade education. And that's the thing. That's smart. It doesn't I've, take you a fourth grade education to kick you right in the cojones. That's for I sure. I have a Midtown Athletic Club membership. Do I, you? I, I, no. Yeah. I would. These, if these <laughs> kids came up. If you did, I'd be like, oh, 21. If right. these kids came up, I'd be like, hey, kids, I don't want to fight you right now. But the first kick that kicked me in the, I would have to beat him up. I'd wear a cup. I'd wear a cup. And then grab him and then use you the guys, rest of, use him to beat all the rest of them up. Are you guys going in without a game plan? Or are you just like, oh, today I'm fighting seven fourth graders. No, I assume no, they cost you in an alley. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, a street fight against uh, fourth graders, I think that even helps helps me out. Larry says know. three to five max. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are wrong. You're very seven wrong. seven of them. Like, but even the strongest fourth grader is what? Four foot Five? I'll tell you this. I've had one Can't reach me. One toddler run at me Seven. and accidentally poke me in the eye. I'm out for the count. Mm-hmm. 70, and, 70 and a half pounds oh. for, for the average 10-year-old. Oh. Sorry, kids. You're out. You, you guys, guys got to understand. They're going to fight dirty, too. There's going to be hair pulling, groin kicking. I don't have hair. Eye don't gouging. Have hair. How about this okay, wild cameo by Steven? I Steven. heard fighting, and I was like, all right. Steven, what is Steven, Steven is a guy that's in shape. I don't know if you, Steven can come around the camera after you're done, but... How many seventh graders or how many fourth graders are you going to beat up? I'm going to beat up a lot of fourth graders. You guys are all ridiculous. I'm sorry, kids. Your ass is getting kicked. Yeah, I I guess maybe 21 is a little bit too much. But as Blank Name mentioned, uh, you can grab one of them and start swinging them like a bat. So, I don't know. No, I've only been in like two fights, one both of them. But I don't start fights. So these fourth graders started with me. I'm gonna finish it though. Uh, we'll, we'll have more more time somewhere else in the off season to ask about your two hey, time. Alex, your two fights. find seven fourth graders that want to fight. That's me. what I'm saying. We're gonna put it in the cage. Let's set and they're this gonna up. lose. Okay. If you guys have, I'm any- gonna sign a, a a consent form with their parents. I want to lose to Herb and get my ass kicked. Help wanted. Boom. <laughs> it's my birthday wish now to to beat seven fourth graders up. Herb, the last time you challenged somebody, you <laughs> fell and hurt your hamstring in the alley. Hey. Come on, kids. We can make another viral video. It's not about how, how fast Herb can do it, though. It's just how efficiently he can do it. Be very good. Um, let's go to Matt Ryan's question. No, not that Matt Ryan. Uh, much uh, better one. He says, why do they make us hurt so much? The fourth graders? I they guess. Kick, they kick low. <laughs> they aim low. They've got their, their hand is right at waist, waist, waist height. And they're throwing their Lunchables like uh, stars. <laughs> <laughs> like throwing stars. Ninja stars. Uh I, I, I think it's uh, the, the uh, money blinding people. I think that's why they make us hurt so much, Matt. I, th- I think uh, the, the rich elite uh, get blinded by the amount of money that they have and don't understand uh, what they do when they purchase uh, a team. And I think that the, the idea of what Jerry was thinking of when he bought the White Sox in 1981 has seemed like a personal vendetta to be the coolest and uh, most uh, stern billionaire because like I don't know it's very weird to vote against Steve Cohen there's talk about him wanting to limit the size of uh, MLB front offices he's a weirdo but think and, about and the, this. the 1994 lockout was basically his fault he uh, held the city of Chicago hostage with Tampa Bay in 1986 the dude sucks yeah I don't I would, know why I would say that yes we look at this 
that way. But think about him. He bought the team in 81 for, what, $19 million. It's now a billion-dollar company. He's, like, fucking successful as hell. What I do moves the needle. I'm the owner that's been around the longest, I believe, like the Steinbrenner family has been. But I'm the guy who's been around the longest. I know what I'm doing. I used to have my buddy uh, Bud Selig in the office. I got him that job. I'm a, I'm a kingmaker. I know what the fuck I'm doing. And my bank account says, uh, says as much. So F all the rest of you guys. I have seven championships in my life. I brought championships that weren't here in Chicago before I got here. So I'm sure Jerry is like, what? Y'all talking about me? You grateful bastards. Seven championships. Shut their ass up. I, I guarantee you feeling that way. I think there was a study. Last time the White Sox clinched a playoff series at home was 1906. The World Series of 1906. That was a good year. Oh, great year. Uh, let's Beat go to the Cubby. K Jelly's next question. Uh, will Pedro be the opening day manager? Yes. Yes. Okay. I agree. Yes. But I do think this was fun. Uh, a fun stat shared by Jim Margulis at Sox Machine. Uh, Craig Council's new deal would be the what? Biggest contract in White Sox history because <laughs> it was forty, 40 million? million, forty, 40 yeah. million dollars, yeah, something around there. So probably top ten, eleventh. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's in between Melky in twenty twenty four, three years, forty two million, and Paul Canerco in twenty ten, three years, three thirty seven and a half million. Oh my god! They're paying more for. Craig Council is not going to swing one bat in 2024. Yeah, you know, that's some fungos. <laughs> <laughs> you would imagine, right? It better be great fungos. It better be ground balls all the time and the, the flies, the highest fly balls of all time. Hey, man, that was a that was a move, man. A cutthroat, ruthless move by the Cubs. Golly, more power. I don't even it. know if it's a. Like, it's a manager, so I don't even know if it's going to show in the standings, but they seem to think it is. Hey, the Brewers don't have them, so, I mean, I mean that probably played into a factor, too. Addition by subtraction. I yeah. want Rossi now to go to the Brewers. That'd be fun. I would, I would love to see that happen. All the bunches. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Sarah, why don't you just pick one? I, I feel like we got a couple more left. Uh, I think uh, we got AJ here. Uh, and I hope AJ's feeling better. I don't know if AJ's with with us. but uh, he, is. Uh, he, he was is. here earlier. Uh, that sounded wrong phrasing. But I uh, said, have you ever cried over baseball or sports? What's the saddest you've ever been? AJ said he was going through a tough day. So hopefully AJ's doing a, a little bit better. But that's why it's uh, the crying uh, gotcha. uh, angle here. I thought I was going to cry when the White Sox won the World Series in 05, but I didn't. Tears of joy. I thought it would, but I would not. And I don't think I've ever cried over a bad result. Now I've had a bad day watching the White Sox, bad life watching the White Sox. I don't think I've ever cried over them. A line I know, Bears should. But no, I have never cried over a sports team, either joy or happiness. Maybe that's my emotional uh, getting stunted. I actually, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, no, it was two days ago. It was, um, I the cried. TA news hit Sarah hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, what was it? I was watching some highlights from the Iowa women's basketball team last year and oh, one yeah. of the games against Indiana where Caitlin Clark hit the winning three buzzer shot. I was, I don't know why I was like rewatching these highlights and I actually got really choked up about it. Cause that was such a huge year for women's basketball. So that was the last time I cried over sports was two days ago. Hell yeah. On a replay oh. too. And I, I just YouTube highlights. Kansas yeah. alum <laughs> crying over <laughs> Iowa yeah. women's basketball highlights. It was super, mo- it was just like a really great sports moment. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. She just loves the great planes. That's cool. Hey, Caitlin <laughs> Clark's fun to watch. Planes. You ever cry at sports? No, I believe when I was in uh, middle school, uh, I was playing football out in the uh, out in the cul-de-sac, and I rammed him at the side of my head into a tree. Ooh. I might have cried then, but that's <laughs> all I can think of. Yeah. When I was a real little kid, I uh, I not I hit a strike in bowling, and I <laughs> and I jumped and I celebrated on the way coming back, whacked my shin on the chair of the bowling thing. I'd I thought cried you, yeah, then. you you gonna bring these stories of you being non-athletic, but you're showing. Your stories of not athletic. Did yeah, you catch that ball? I ran ball? into a tree. Did Herb. you catch that ball that one time? <laughs> no. though? Uh, it's kind of like you know. I was tracking it though. Okay. <laughs> Vinny's first home run. He hit he, he hit the home run over the fence, but also tore his ACL rounding second. Oh yeah. Um, like yeah. it just seems a real Charlie <laughs> Tilson moment. Yeah right. Yeah. Um, Alejandro saying he cried when sweetness passed. That makes of course. Sense. Uh, I uh, still remember the day, November first, just five days ago. Um, it was, I, think, I think I saw Jarrett post yeah. something. It was like 24 years or 25 years. Um, November 1st, 1999, I believe. Uh, 
there was one time I've cried during sports. I haven't cried since. And I think that was the day I started feeling a little bit more pessimistic in my life. Um, do you remember the, 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 the first uh, tush push, I guess? I mean, the, the Bush push? Yeah, USC Notre Dame. You cried over a Notre Dame football game? Yeah, I was like eight. <laughs> it was a horrendous feeling. I hated USC so much. Notre Dame had their chance. I was wearing my green uh, Brady Quinn jersey, and I wanted to see Notre Dame because my family's Irish win. I'm very. I was a stupid eight year old. I'm sorry. This is not a good story. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was answering the question. <laughs> Let's go to the next cut. Sorry, you don't like Notre Dame. I don't like them either anymore. What happened, uh, man? What happened? They're better now. I just realized they're a bunch of frauds. What are you talking I'm about? A bunch of frauds. They're decent now. They're frankly they better anymore? now. Oh uh, no, they won. They're like seven and two. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if they're ranked anymore. Uh, let's go to Ian Robo. Uh, simple question, which I'm sure you'll cover, and we have: Will TA be the starting shortstop at second uh, or uh, short? And if not, who? I've already given my answer. Elvis Andrews, quit Merrifield. That's gonna. That's two free agent signings you've Oof. got. You've got booked. Yeah, a we'll whole twenty million dollars that they're gonna. Shell out on Elvis Andres and Whit Merrifield. That's really bad. I believe it's going to be um, Adalberto Mondesi <laughs> is one of those spots. He's a former Royal. And then, yeah, Whit Merrifield will be our second baseman next year. I have uh, – <laughs> no, it, that won't be TA. Uh, it will not be – both positions will be pl- played by, two, by players who are not currently with the organization. That is my thought. Opening day. Okay. I think Montgomery is up by the se- end of the season. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's still a little too aggressive. I, th- I think 2025 is fine for Colson, but I think like he just needs more time at shortstop. There's been some rumors that you know he's still a little bit too big and it's still a little bit awkward for him playing the actual position. So I would like to see maybe you know at the AAA level him get like I know it's sacrilege to say, crazy to say, like a hundred games maybe at shortstop at, at a AAA level. I don't know. He hasn't even played a hundred games in a season. For the White Sox in the minor leagues, so it's good benchmark. I think he's got <laughs> under a thousand plate appearances in his minor league career. He's twenty-one, guys. So yes, I would want him to, like you said, hundred games at Triple A, get used to pitching, or Double A if they feel that the pitching's more superior at Double A than it is at Triple A. This is kind of off topic. Uh, Colson Montgomery did win uh, the Fall Star uh, I roll, uh, Fall Star MVP uh, yesterday. Hit Big that. day for puns. Hell out of all home runs. Uh, lefty lefty also Crushed. had a single as well um, so shout out to Colson Montgomery for that accomplishment uh, Wendell on uh, Twitter pointed out that he's got some resemblance to Robin Ventura smile wise I want you guys to go find a, a picture of Colson Montgomery and see the resemblance it, it might be good uh, for you uh, anyways uh, let's go to the final question from our guy Anthony uh, who's in the chat uh, saying realistically select three free agents the White Sox should have on their target list and of the three which one must be a must for you so since in the sacred uh, you know for time purposes we got uh an hour show already we're each just gonna pick one so okay. who is your must signing from shulo Vinny, we'll start with you. Uh, okay so i will i will just say this it goes with everything i've been saying already today i think the white Sox can still make big moves this offseason if they apply to 2025 and beyond that's okay. the goal is to have a team for 2025 and beyond if they're gonna go sign somebody big this offseason it can't be somebody for lack of a better term, old, who's going to own, you know, help them this year. And that's going to be, they're not going to do something like that, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with a bit of an outside the box, but very much inside the box answer here. Lucas Giolito. I don't know the realisticness of him coming back to the White Sox, but he's young. You can sign him to a multi-year deal. He fills the need of starting pitching and a long-term need of starting pitching. Have him ready for 2025 and beyond. And you still got a guy in his early thirties. That makes sense to me. I would say the guy that they would have to go, but I don't think they'll come close to getting, would be Blake Snell. Like, he is filled so many things. Lefty starter, going to win a Cy Young soon. He is going to get paid a lot. And I think that helps you for 2024, 2025, and beyond. And, yeah, he's natural White Sox, walks the yard. But unlike the other White Sox who are on the starting rotation now, he usually gets those players out after he does walk them. So Blake Snell will be the one target, and I already, and he already put no show A. We already know he's not coming. So Blake Snell will be the one guy that I would put all my chips in and sign him. I would also go pitching – I would go Jordan Montgomery. Okay. The Sox don't have any left-handed pitching. You bring up Blake Snell. I hate his walk rate. 
gives up a ton of stolen bases. The White Sox really haven't fixed that problem. Uh, Blake Snell, I think the average for caught stealing is 24% in the league. He was at 4%, walks about five guys per nine, doesn't go deep into games. I don't know if he's my guy. I would go Montgomery over at least the lefty-lefty, not to tear your guy down. No, no, if they had Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, and Lucas Giolito, I'd be very happy. Um, oh, man, if they did all three of those things, I'd be like, Chris Getz is a genius. Yeah, uh, but I think Montgomery, because he's only had about six years of service time. So, like, yeah. this is he's, – he is a little – older he's like 33 but you compare him and clevenger clevenger's 33 montgomery's 31 clevenger's had like seven years of service time montgomery six you also got the postseason uh experience from montgomery i don't know when that's gonna play into factor for the white Sox, uh but i, I do think that if the the, the numbers around four 100 uh for montgomery that'd be you know be a steal be i think they had him at 130 four for 130 uh, yeah, and, and I mean, I, I know you bring up Giolito. Uh, if the price is, like the Athletic says, going to be four years, $70 million, I've already hit the button. I got no issues with it. Uh, like, I don't know what team doesn't hit the button for Luke Giolito if he's that inexpensive. I don't know. Four for 70 Why pay? <laughs> <laughs> the Steel West Tom's uh, thing. Uh, to wrap this up, uh, Sox Machine, Josh Nelson, and Jim Margulis are uh, saying that they are hearing rumors, whispers, uh, on who the White Sox are targeting for their replacement at shortstop. So we can end on this. Do you guys have any guesses? These are, this is a rumor, too. I don't know if it's how, how um, it, it, Jim put it on SoxMachine.com so you can go read his, his, his writing. Um, but I believe that they are hearing whispers. So take that with. Is it a free agent? It is a free agent. I looked at that free agent list, and I already brought up the name of Mondesi. We brought up the name of the name uh, hasn't Ahmed been, Rosario. Name hasn't been mentioned on the oh podcast yet. So it's really terrible Javi. then. No. No Javi. I do not know. It would be... Local product. Oh, Nicky Lopez. Lopez. No, he's not a free agent. Oh, oh God. That's terrible. I was trying to trade... He's a local product, though. Yeah, I was it. trying to trade him to, uh, to uh, Aloido Atlanta for Nicky Lopez in my bad plan. Gotcha. In the one I'm trying to, basically what the White Sox are basically doing. We don't know, Sean. Enlighten us. Paul DeYoung. Hmm. So, I mean, uh, former. That is local, right? I think he went to Illinois he State. went to Illinois State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, former Blue Jay. Cardinal. Giant, Cardinal. Cardinal. Giant. Every other team last um, year. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. He was terrible last year, too. And about the same age as Tim. What are we doing? Uh, he's cheaper. Yeah. Better. And worse. Yeah, and there's never been a high year for Paul. I mean, he did have some good years with the Cardinals, but that's a long time before. And so if the Cardinals give up on you, with some varying degrees with all the people that are doing well now, but if they give up you in the middle of your prime, it's real rough. So I'm good on Paul DeYoung. Want to take a quick break and let you know about our friends over at Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but those copycats can't beat Empire on the quality service speed that Empire provides. So those copycats advertise low-quality products that Empire would not carry. They're not going to put products into your home that they wouldn't put into their own home. They are trying to set up new homeowners or people who are trying to update their home with the best products possible. Um, And, again, they keep... Uh, shopping for flooring simple, simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put into their selection. And their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture of your room and instantly see how new floors will look in that room. So schedule a free home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Again, see empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. You're listening to the CHGO White Sox podcast, but did you know that we have live shows on every team every day? Post-game shows, if the Blackhawks play a game, Tune in right after that game. CHGO Blackhawks has you covered. The same with CHGO Bulls and CHGO Bears. Premium written content for members at allchgo.com. And 20% off events. We have this next Thursday, the Bears Bears tailgate. 20% off for 
our CHGO diehard. So go there now. And also you get 20% off of merch. So a free t- a t-shirt when you first sign up and then 20% off of all the merch going forward. So members only di- discord, as we did earlier in the show, you heard some of those questions. Those people are CHGO diehards. Those are the only people that get to ask us questions. Everybody else, even if we see you on the street, we say, no, 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 you're not a CHGO diehard. Get your ass out of my face. So for this next tailgate I just mentioned, X-Golf will be giving away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Find the X-Golf nearest you with, sorry, find the X-Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Paul DeYoung's 30. Yeah, same age as Tim. Uh, Going to be 31 August 2nd. Just as bad as Tim was last year, wasn't he? From Antioch. Oh, uh, that's right up by uh, Wisconsin. One of my favorite suburbs to say in a uh, in a uh, Chicago accent. Antioch. 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 Uh, 66 OPS plus for uh, for Paul and DeYoung. Tim with 60. But Paul DeYoung's a better fielder. Great. So there you go. Ugh. Speed, defense, and average is what we're going for. Get fitted in the best sports gear around with our friends over at FOCO. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between for you, the sports fan, whether you're looking to deck out your man cave, deck out your wardrobe. They have a lot of fun and unique uh, pieces of apparel for your collection. And they also donated some lovely sec decorations. FOCO has donated some great White Sox, Blackhawks, Cubs, Bulls, and Bears pieces to deck out our set. So go show them some love at FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click, click in the description below. Uh, F-O-C-O.com for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. A lot of fun bobble- bobbleheads and a lot of fun things to scroll. So go check out F-O-C-O.com dot com promo code chgo for 10 percent off that's vinnie duber you can follow him at vinnie duber he's our chgo white Sox beat writer and you could read his uh piece from saturday on uh tim anderson and them declining the option uh there's also uh liam uh piece right it's all one it's all in there Um, yeah it's it's all in there so he's got you covered there uh the man in the middle is the birthday boy herb lawrence make sure you follow him at ectorwall23 i'm sean anderson you can follow me at sean underscore w underscore anderson thank you to everyone for hanging out with us make sure you hit that thumbs up button and thank you to sarah for producing our show see you tomorrow goodbye